I remember when Amy and I were looking for our dream home here in Austin and realized that so much of what we wanted was just a dream. We all have some unrealistic visions about home buying. And Realtor.com encourages you to get real about the process and find the perfect home for you to dream in. Realtor.com comes with all the tools and features you need to find a home that's right for you, whether it be price tracking so it's in your budget, school searches so you're in the right district, or even text alerts so that you can fit home buying into your busy schedule. It's not about finding a dream home, but a home you can dream in. Find homes for the real of us at Realtor.com. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. This episode, we are talking about how to strengthen your family with The One Thing. I think for a lot of us, when we came across the book or the podcast, at first we were asking, how can we live the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results? And most of us, we start on this journey of time, T-I-M-E, from treading, just trying to keep our head above water that we finally start implementing some of the systems and we start mastering it ourselves. And ultimately, every single one of us will want to turn around and empower others, especially those, our significant other, our children, others in our family. We want them to live the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. Today, you're going to hear a story of a couple who were introduced to the book and the podcast just over a year ago. And the thing that we really respect about them is they didn't just consume the content, they backed it with action. They, toward the end of last year, weren't able to attend the couple school setting retreat we had in Austin. But the one thing they could do was host their own retreat while they were on a nice sandy beach in Florida. And you're going to hear the story of what's happened in their life over the past year and how it's changed their outlook as a family. With that, let's get into this episode with Brock and Angie Nyborg. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. How did the two of you come across the one thing? It was introduced to me in a corporate setting. And I read the book and it just spoke to me. I mean, it's almost like reading scripture where when I sat back and reflected on my life at the time, my life was chaos. And it had reflected that personally and professionally. And I really needed I really needed this book in my life at this point, you know, at this point in my life. Hmm. And I, you know, I consider it a huge blessing that I ran across something like this because I didn't have clarity in my life. I didn't have, we didn't have a big vision of where we wanted to go. And 
this has changed all of that in a year. So it's only been a year. Yeah, it's really a year, a year and a couple of months. That's crazy. Angie, from your perspective, were, were you introduced to the book at the same time or was it Brock going through it and him starting to talk about it? Brock read the book first and I saw him gain interest in it and kind of really get excited. And so he started sharing bits and pieces of the book with me. Hmm. And it wasn't until we did the goal setting retreat that he said, you better read this before <laughs> we get there. <laughs> okay. Well, what was your... Give us a sense of what your lives looked like at the time. So people who are listening to this can, can understand. Oh, man. We have four girls. We're very active. Uh, right now, our girls are 14, 12, 10, and 8. Okay. And when you talk about time blocking on a calendar, if Apple didn't allow you to share calendars and events, like there is no way I would even be able to survive on a daily basis because there's so much going on. And then you couple that with all of the professional and other you know, things that we had going on in our lives at the time. It was craziness. And it was, we weren't living a life of, of, you know, we weren't living our best life per se. We were living a chaotic life. And I didn't feel like I had control over my time. I didn't feel like I was present with my children. I was totally present with my wife. And it was, like I said earlier, the book came at a time when I needed it the most of my life because I needed to focus on my one thing and I needed to figure out what that was. And so it's, it's really, truly helped, helped me with that. And how many businesses are you a part of or were at the time? Seven. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. So it's not that you just have four girls with busy schedules. There were also seven different businesses yeah. that are inside your world. With, with a, and most of these were supposed to be passive investments. And I also have a professional corporate job. So yeah, if, if we were to talk about basically our life journey, you know, I wanted more in life. And back in about seven years ago in 2012, you know, it was time to do something else. So I started my MBA. Well, kudos to Angie. You know, I spent two years on an accelerated MBA pro- project where I was gone during the day working, and then I was gone almost every single night doing my MBA and homework and everything else. So that was 2012 to 2014. 2015, we started making our first investments in other businesses. And it's just been a journey of, you know, we knew that we had bigger goals, but we didn't necessarily have them written down. We knew we wanted a bigger life, but we didn't have a, pre- a precise plan and a path on the way to get there. And basically entered the one thing in my life in 2018, it was all coming to a head, man. I mean, something had to change, something had to give, and I had to start saying no. And I had never felt empowered by that in my entire life. Because it was always just work hard, get a job, work hard, you know, do everything that you can to make it happen. Angie, give us a sense into your life a year ago. You know, I'm, I'm hearing four kids, Brock having the corporate job, plus all these other investments that were supposed to be passive, I'm hearing aren't that passive. What's your life like a year ago? 
I would say that it was just busyness all the time. You know, we, we grew up thinking that if you worked hard enough, you'd get to where you wanted to be. And so we were just really trying to work hard. And I spent my days trying to make sure that the kids were happy and that they got to where they needed to be. And, and during the day while they were at school, I was trying to ask Brock, hey, what do you need from me today? How can I take something from you? Because I knew he was always running a million different directions, trying to accomplish something in all these different avenues. Hmm. What deep down was kind of the unspoken fear that if things didn't change, what would happen? I think that he would just burn out, you know, that he, he couldn't do it all. Hmm. I, was head, I was headed to burn out. I still am headed to burnout. We're making choices right now, decisions right now that stem back eight months ago from when we did our couple's goal setting retreat. Hmm. And it wasn't really until we didn't get clarity. The the questions that you have in the couple's goal setting retreat, unfortunately, we weren't able to be there in person, but we were living a life by default. I didn't want to live that way anymore. we never really asked, is our family on the right course? Is it on the right path together? And the questions that you guys have in this goal setting retreat is, are phenomenal. And we, we basically, you know, if you want me to talk about this, I can, but we went back east. I was there, there for another meeting. And then I flew Angie out at the end of this meeting. And we took another two days at this resort, which was really beautiful. But we had to take time and really think about some of the questions and we'd go through some of the modules and we'd look at us ourselves during some of these questions and be like, I don't even know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I hope we can make, we're, we're planning on make it this fall in person because I think the in-person is going to be even greater. But if you can't do it in person, I mean, the questions that we started asking ourselves eight months ago have made a tremendous impact on helping us get greater clarity in our lives so we can live with purpose. And to give people who are listening some perspective, they, they went through the online master course, which both that and the actual event we facilitate in Austin. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to the one thing.com slash training. Angie, I'm, I'm curious for you, have you always been a goal setter or not so much? Um, you know, I grew up always doing the New Year's resolutions, setting goals for myself, hoping for the best. But I don't think I ever had the skill set to really achieve those goals. They mm. kind of sat there like many people and you hoped that they might happen. But um, usually they got tucked away somewhere and forgotten about until next January, right? Yeah. So I liked the idea of goal setting, but I didn't I didn't make them happen very mm. often. It's one of the things we often hear from people is they're interested in doing a couple's goal setting retreat and the number one thing we hear is I want to come to the retreat, but my significant other isn't a goal setter. So I'm curious when Brock comes in all excited and he's like, "Hey, hon, we're gonna, you're going to fly out and we're going to do a couple's goal-setting retreat. <laughs> what went through your mind? Oh, goodness. Uh... <laughs> I just want to sit on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what went through your mind. <laughs> it was 
difficult. We were in this beautiful place. You know, you want to just go relax. You don't want to do put the work in. But I think he was so excited that I was in it for him. And I will say, I started out thinking I'm doing this helping him. The goals weren't necessarily for me. We got halfway through the retreat and I was still saying, okay, how can we look at this for you in your life, in your career? And it wasn't until we were partway through that I really took it seriously for me and Mm. for our family as well. I would say for a lot of people, yes, the goal setting part is super valuable, but just having more clarity on where you want your family to go, on who you want your family to be, and that vision of of you, your couple, and and who you want to become Mm. is more valuable than the specific goals that Mm. we were setting. What I'm hearing you say is, you sat down thinking this was something that you were doing to be supportive for him. And along the way, you started searching for answers to questions you may not have asked before. Absolutely. Hmm. Brock, what was it like to, to see her go through that process? Oh, it's been fantastic. Because she... I can't do this without her. And, you, you know, we have strengthen our family by doing this. And if anybody's struggling out there is as a couple or with your children, you know, it's not necessarily about getting the right answers the first time. I mean, I was I was joking with Angie this morning. I feel like we're we're at this point with four kids, we're kind of on a, this big cruise ship. And in a few years when our kids start to get married, more more members are going to jump on. But we need to know where we're headed. We need to know that that someday goal that we're going to be making constant course corrections throughout the course of our lives. But unless we know where we want that cruise ship to be in 40 years and 50 years, it's, we will have missed out on so much that we could have accomplished. So you just said something that I'm sure it, somebody listening that just heard you say, where we want to be 40 to 50 years from now. And they immediately felt something either a uh, I don't know what that is for me or like this thing in their gut of, I've got no clue. Have you always thought that way? No. No. So what was the process like when we talk about setting someday goals? We don't, add a, we don't specify a number. You get to select what someday means for you. What was it like to go that far out? It, I mean, honestly, Jeff, I, I tear up at the thought of it. And you're going to have to excuse me because my grandfather passed away yesterday. Mm. I'm sorry, man. And at the age of 89. And it really makes you think, who do you want at your funeral? And what's your legacy going to be after you leave this world? And how are people going to remember you? Because he was a great man. I mean, he accomplished for a little rancher in, in Ashton, out of Ashton, Idaho. You know, he was ambassador of the United States to the country of Finland during the Reagan administration, you know, and he accomplished a lot in his life. He was, he was a great man. And are people, if if that's what you want to accomplish in life, that's fantastic. If not, whatever it is, what legacy are you going to leave behind for your children? What legacy are you going to leave behind for your grandchildren and even your great grandchildren? You know, how are your work associates, your church associates, everybody that you come in contact with, you know, if you're not living your best life, and if you haven't mastered that one thing over the course of your life, I really think you will have missed out 
And I, I did not start asking myself these questions in depth until, you know, really past over the past year. It's been life changing. Angie, I'm curious for you, when you envisioned the future prior to doing this retreat with Brock, how far out were you thinking? Oh, not very far. <laughs> week to week. Yeah, I think, I think we always hoped and had a vision of the future, but it was very blurry. You know, mm. we had some goals out there. We knew we wanted some financial freedom, but it was blurry. Mm. And we didn't really know how to get there. And now we have the tools to help us get there and to make it a clearer vision. So walk us through what it looked like. You do, you do your retreat. You guys were... Where, where were you exactly? We were back in Florida. Okay. And you were, you were on the beach. On the said, beach in January. And we live in Reno Tahoe area, 6,000 feet in the pines. And I, I mean, we had multiple feet of snow at our house. And so she got to leave. Yeah, I, I, I call it Brock's bikini time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Sorry to whatever family members or if my daughters listen to this at some point. Sorry, kids. <laughs> All you got to know is they're a very attractive couple. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I'm not working with much, but she is. There we go. So walk us through what it looked like. You you go to Florida. You're at a beautiful resort. Nice sand. I saw the pictures of you guys sitting together with the ocean in the background. It's awesome. What did it look like? As soon as you got home, how did things change? Well, it doesn't change overnight. I mean, this is a significant process. And honestly, Jeff, I still feel like we're at the first domino. Mm-hmm. You know, we were living in you know, what the book calls the doable section of our lives. We knew it was doable. And that's how we've been setting our goals. So this was getting us to the stretch part and the possible. Mm. We, we now know what is possible with our lives. But once again, I mean, I still feel like we're back on that first domino, but at least we know what the first domino is. And I'll fill in the gap. So when we talk about there's, there's types of goals that people set, most people, when they set their goals, they only ask um, fairly small questions. Like, what am I going to accomplish this year? And it only requires that you search for so big of an answer and you find something that's doable. And then you have people that push it. They go beyond their comfort zone, beyond maybe their current skill set. And they stretch it. And they set stretch goals. Yet the people that achieve extraordinary results are those that go beyond that and wonder, what's even possible in my life? And let me get a a sense of that vision. And once I have that, I can ask, who's the person I need to become to earn the right to achieve those types of results? It's all about who you need to become, not who you are today. And so what I'm hearing you say is, up until this point, you just set goals based on what you thought was doable. And now you're actually casting a vision and then working backwards and saying, who do we as a family have to become to live this type of life, to leave this type of legacy? Absolutely. And I think that question of who do you want to become has really been a basis for me in so many areas of my life. Because you set a goal and it's difficult and you don't want to do it today or whatever. But when you remember that question, who do I want to be? You can say, well, no, I want to be the kind of person that, that succeeds, that, that does this no matter what, because I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for anybody else. Mm. Angie, you, you bring a real unique perspective to this because I know there's a lot of parents who stay at home and their one thing is the kids. And they ultimately look up at some point along that journey of raising kids and go, who am I? 
Absolutely. Right? So t- fill that in a little bit more about what that journey's looked like for you the past year. I think that's a question that I'm still figuring out a little bit, but I love being a stay-at-home mom. And there is a time where you're just surviving. You have little kids and you're just getting through the day. But all of these skills are skills that we learn, right? And I mean, kids don't come out the gate running. They have to learn to crawl, roll over and crawl and walk before they can run. And that's what I feel like we've done with this is we're, we're falling and we're getting back up and we're falling, and, but we're getting stronger each time. And we're learning skills that help us be better parents, mm. that help me stop for a minute from washing the dishes and make sure I give my kids that undivided attention each day, you know, because that's one thing I can do for them. Huh. So what I'm hearing you say is, is before it'd be really easy to get caught up with the chores around the house, but you do this retreat, you have this perspective of someday who you want to become, who you want your kids to become. And you understand that today, a lead domino that you can do in that moment is actually say no to the dishes for 30 seconds a minute and actually focus on your kid because there's Absolutely. a greater someday perspective there. That's Absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. Brock, here's what's interesting because I, I think people, when they hear you say, "Well, I feel like I'm still at the at the first domino," they don't understand the significant changes that can happen in your life when you just start knocking the lead domino down over a year. What's changed in the past twelve months? Oh man, I, I'm asking a lot has changed, but. I'm able to take a step back. I mean, the couples retreat, what that did for us is we took a step back from our life and our lives together and said, what's the 30,000 foot view right now? And what do we need to change? And I don't know. I mean, I I ran across across from my coach because that's one thing that's changed is I went out and got a coach. Mm -hmm. And my coach and I were talking and he gave me a great C.S. Lewis quote. And I don't know if we've got time to read it, but please... That we all want progress, but progress means getting near to the place where you want to be. And if you've taken a wrong turn, then to go forward does not get you any nearer. If you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. And in that case, the man who turns turns back soonest is the most progressive man. There's nothing progressive about being pickheaded and refusing to admit a mistake. I think if you look at the present state of the world, it's pretty plain that humanity's been making some big mistake. We're on the wrong road. And if that is so, we must go back. Going back is the quickest way on. That might be too long. No, it's good, man. It's good. We had to turn back from a couple of things. We had to learn how to say no to a few things. What are some examples? Well, you're, you you want to laugh? Yes, I do. First thing in the morning. Hey, let me go to my office. And let's check email. <laughs> you're right. I would laugh. <laughs> let's let's not have the success uh, calendared out on my calendar every day. You know, let's not understand the activities that drive the success. Mm. I mean, this was a, this was a whole different mental change from, you know, I always had a to-do list. I didn't have, I didn't understand, and this is, this sounds really stupid, but I didn't really comprehend for whatever reason that if you wanted to have a goal, you had a big goal, you had to work backwards. And I had done that intuitively for some things, but I really didn't run my life that way. Hmm. You know, and you can't be productive if you don't know your purpose. So let me, let me hit on this because I'm hearing you made 
three distinct changes. One is first thing in the morning, you did not go into the office, open your computer and check email. Because that's just everybody else's priorities. Now, let's be clear. Do you still check email at some point throughout the day? Yes, but it may not happen till one or two in the afternoon or three in the afternoon. And what what's what happened? Did the world fall apart? Amazingly, it still turns. It still turns. Okay, so you stopped going into a reactive state by going to your inbox first thing. I then heard you say that once you get clear on your priorities, you actually put them on your planner. You actually time block the things that matter most yeah. rather than reacting to whatever happens to be there. And then the third thing I heard you say is you learn how to take a result that you want and break it into an activity you can do. Amen, brother. So this this is huge because when we look at the people that are inside our membership community, this is one of the big skills they learn is how do we... We're good at setting goals, but we're not great at having a relationship with them. While we understand what we want someday from now, we don't know the one thing we can do today to absolutely know we're on track for a distant result. And it's because we don't know how to take a result and turn it into an activity. I'm hearing you made these changes in the past year. 100%. Here's what's interesting about this, Brock. If you had just said to me, Hey, Jeff, um, let me tell you what's happened in the past year. We, I stopped checking email first thing in the morning. I still check it, but just not first thing. I time block my priorities and I make sure that my priorities are actually activities, not just the result. I would have followed up and said, Dude, your life must be massively different. Yeah. It's 100% different. Now, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect at this still. I still get distracted. My time blocks still aren't perfect. I still need to turn off my cell phone sometimes. But you know, the progress is in the journey and I love the journey. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where I, I really wanted to hit this point for people. They hear, you're on the show for a reason, right? You guys were even surprised when I said, you guys want to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you blew my mind. I'm like, what? Yeah, but they think that you have to have a completely different life. But reality is you have been focused and taking action for a year. And you have a big vision for what you want out of your life, which is why you're going, we're still the lead domino. But when I'm hearing the changes that you have made, those are massive changes. That's a big deal. And it's a foundation that year after year after year over time will lead to extraordinary results. I can only imagine what our life is going to look like in 50 years. After we have, I don't know if you can ever master this, but after we've worked on this for 50 years, what is our family going to look like? Is we've done a better job of, you know, finding more direction for our lives and how can that impact our children as well? Yeah. How old's your youngest? She's seven. Well, she turns eight in two weeks. Okay, cool. Daphne said to me yesterday, she's six. She goes, Dad, you're not doing your one thing. That's a distraction. <laughs> Because she wanted me to come upstairs and, and read a book with her. And I was trying to finish up some of the dishes. She goes, Dad, that's not your one thing. That's a distraction. And it, it hit me in the gut. It's like, oh my gosh, you're right. I am not, I'm never going to look back on her childhood and think of the time I did dishes. Yep. I will think about the time that we, we were in her bedroom and played cards or you know, listened to an audiobook. That's what the kids will remember. Oh, they, they, get, they get it. The question is, do you cast that shadow? Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I want to dive into some of the limiting beliefs that I know a lot of people have before they do uh, their first retreat. I'm curious, 
for both of you, what were those things in the back of your mind that maybe they were fierce? Like, I'm not quite sure if I want to do this because I'm worried if... Dot, dot, dot. What were some of those things you were concerned about? I think it's as great as our relationship is and always has been, it's still hard to be vulnerable. It's still sometimes hard to say that this is what I want, or I don't know what I want, or I don't know how to get there. Mm. Because you always want to be the man and be like, oh yeah, this is where we're going. This is exactly how we need to get there. I didn't know the answers to some of these questions. And that's tough. And I didn't even know the process of getting there. And when you talk about working back from a a GPS and a 411 and then breaking that down to a planner, holy cow, if you do that right, that takes so much time to really define how to do that well. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it. Mm -hmm. When you're breaking through past what your current knowledge is and you're setting goals that are bigger than your current knowledge, it's a little scary, right? Because you don't know how to get there. And it means change. And it means letting go of something, a piece of who you are now to become something better. Mm. And that's a little scary, right? Because we're pretty comfortable where we're at now. And so letting go of who we are to become something greater is a risk. Mm. But you have to be willing to take it. I love that. I'm curious, you, you fast forward to today. And you're looking forward to the next year. And I'm hearing you say, okay, this year you, you want to try to make it so that you guys can come to the retreat in Austin. Why? I'm curious. You have the model. Why, why would you want to come and hang out with us for a weekend? Because it's you, buddy. We want to hang out with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, as much progress as we've had the last year, there's still so much that we can do. And getting in a community of like-minded people that basically speak the same language, I think that we can, you know, I, I hate to use the word 10x, but we can still achieve greater results by coming this next, this fall, this November, and asking ourselves, continue to ask ourselves these questions and getting better at the answers and getting even more clarity and more priority and more purpose. Look, you and Jay have been doing this for much longer than we have. Your knowledge and your mastery is further along than ours. And so to have you know, you guys there helping us along the journey is only going to be that much more beneficial to us. Mm. What do you say... And Angie, I want to come to you first. What do you say to somebody who's listening to this where they're going, I would love to do this, but I'm not quite sure how to get my other half on board? What would you say to them? I would say to ask them to to do it for you, to be there to support you and to recognize that by doing it, it's going to strengthen your family. And there's nothing more important than the family. What ultimately was in it for you? A stronger relationship with Brock, um, feeling empowered to be a part of the conversation with him in a way that we hadn't before and to really take the opportunity to change our story a little bit. Mm. What do you mean by that? Well, I think, you know, we all have a story of our life. We all have something to tell. And just like we're we're setting these goals to choose our path, it's it's choosing our story. It's what we want our life to be and our family to be. And 
through asking these questions, we get to create that story. Brock, what would you say to somebody who's really wanting to enlist the support of, of their significant other? What would you share with them? Just book the tickets and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we're going. <laughs> Surprise! I, I promise her you know, something afterwards, but make it happen. You know, we're going to make it happen. And if think about this. If you don't make it happen, at least do the online goal-setting retreat afterwards. But if you can, if you can go in person, I can only imagine the greater impact it will have. Hmm. But just schedule it. Just like anything else. If, you, if you're on the fence right now, like we were up until this morning, just schedule it. Make it happen. Just like anything else, if this is your priority and this and and you know this is important, you know I've learned, especially over the last year or two years, if you feel strongly about something, just plan it, schedule it. It will happen. That's right. If it's not on the planner, it doesn't exist. That's right. And be the example, like you know, he learned about all of this and read the book and got excited about it, and that that helped me be interested. If if you see a change in, in your spouse or your significant other's life, it's going to make you interested. So if they're not right now, that's okay. Right? Just take charge and make the change in your own life. And they'll see it. They'll feel it. Jake, Jake Dreyfus is a great example of that. Episode 159, he came to our first couples goal-setting retreat solo because his wife, Alex, uh, he, she wasn't able to wrap her head around it yet. But he came and took action over the next year and just the results were so obvious that her interest was finally peaked and she said okay let's give yeah. this a go and they came last year together and you know their their lives they've gone through a lot of transitions this year they were able to make some very big decisions with clarity and alignment as a couple uh, as a result so i love it well what's out of everything that somebody could do following listening to this episode what's the one thing they should do if you're going to do one thing, just take action. Just start somewhere. And if the couple's goal same retreat is the action you think you need to take, do it. If it's additional things like the podcast, listen to, you know, continue to listen to those. I love the podcast, Jeff. I mean, it, there, it's hardly a day goes by that I don't listen to a podcast or re-listen to a podcast. Hmm. And I think one of the ways I was able to get Angie interested in this is not only was it the book, but then I started sending her some specific podcasts and some of my notes that I had taken on the podcast, or you know, this is the one thing I got of this podcast. You know, that's and and listen, I bought you know probably over 10 of your books and gifted them to other people. And I've sent specific podcasts to you know people that I work with or am friends with because I think it's so impactful. But if we're talking about what somebody can do, just take some just take one action. Figure out one domino and move it. Well, I think that's amazing counsel. And for you who's listening to this, if we fast forwarded a year from now and you truly became the type of person who when you heard something, actually put it into an action, and it didn't have to be huge. It just had to be a lead domino. Small, flick of a finger, it falls. But because the dominoes are lined up, much more can become possible. What would your life look like if day after day after day, you just took simple action? It's the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. Well, I love that. Angie, Brock, 
first and foremost, thank you for a lot of people read the book. A lot of people listen. The two of you backed it with action. And I appreciate your willingness to come on the show and share your story. I'm excited to see the two of you in Austin. And I think very sincerely, I'm just excited to see what this looks like as you create that culture for your kids. That's a legacy worth leaving. It's going to have a massive impact on our life, building a great family that we want to build. And I, Jeff, I just can't thank you enough. The pleasure is ours, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Brock and Angie Nyborg. Folks, this show is all about featuring you. Listeners of the show, fans of the book, people who are taking the ideas and putting them into practice. And Brock and Angie are a perfect example of that. They thought really big about their life. The past year, they started by going really small and trusting that the dominoes will fall. And boy, have they started to fall. They're in the process of simplifying their life from a business standpoint. They're asking the question of what are their values and how are they going to ensure that they instill those in their children. That's why this is all about folks. And you have this opportunity. The question is, as we wrap up this year and look forward to the next, will you be the type of person who blocks time, gets out of your normal environment with a model, with some great questions, and search for answers to questions you may not have asked before? Because with new clarity comes a sense of control with your time and ultimately you start to build a community that actually supports your goals. That's what it means to live the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. You can get started by going to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. On the training page, you can learn more about the event that we're hosting in Austin the weekend of November 9th and 10th. You can also learn about the master course if you're not able to attend. And on the free stuff page, we've got a a kick-ass guide to your couple's goal setting retreat. It's a great place to get started for free as well. All that's available to you. If, if this has helped you, I love what Brock did with Angie. Do us a favor. Text this episode to one person and tell them the one thing that you got from this. I think that was very wise counsel. And if you're that new person, welcome to the One Thing Podcast. Please click that subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And if it left an impression, leave a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. It helps us reach more people and live our purpose. Thanks so much. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.